Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russin. Glad to have you guys here with me today. As always, thank you for your support. Um, fun topic today, mental health. Um, let's talk about mental health. I want to talk about mental health today because this is a pervasive issue in our society. Um, and I, I think my personal belief is that it's approached incorrectly in many, many, many cases. So let me get into first a little bit about my history. So I, I've talked about this a couple times, but back in, um, I want to say it was 2010, I think it was my freshman year of college, um, I had uh, what I guess you could call an outburst uh, where I tore my room apart. Um, and this followed probably, I mean, like when I say I tore my room apart, like I tore this room apart, police were called, uh, they made me go to counseling afterwards if I wanted to stay on campus, uh, I tore my room apart and this was following, you know, about seven days of not sleeping. Um, and uh, there's a whole lot of other things that were going on, not going to get into it. But uh, after I was forced to go to some some counseling and then the counselor uh, had, had recommend, re recommended that I go see a psychiatrist, I was diagnosed with bipolar. Um, and I struggled with that all through college, uh, for about four years. And then in 2004, 13, 2014, I actually got kicked out of school, uh, because I had another incident, like a suicidal slash, which is crazy. They kicked me out of school for being suicidal. That's, that's a true story. Um, just kind of a, a brush with suicide. Um, I was removed from campus and, um, I, pieced my life back together. And that's when I got into the life insurance business and, and blew up from there. And I've, it, and it's funny every three to four years, you know, most, most recently back in July, you know, I had another outburst, um, you know, about a year and a half ago and, you know, uh, bipolar for those of you that don't know, you know, it's just basically extreme highs and extreme lows. You know, one minute you're, you feel like you're on top of the world. You feel like you're invincible. You don't sleep for long periods of time. Uh, you're highly focused. Uh, it's like, it's like, and it's almost like Limitless. If you've ever seen that movie, I think it's Bradley Cooper, if I'm not mistaken. You know, Limitless, he takes that pill and he can literally do whatever he sets his mind to. He's like a super, supernatural uh, ability, cognitive ability. That's what you feel like when you're, when you're manic, um, when you're going through that high. And then the lows are, you know, depression and suicidal ideation. And, uh, you know, I struggled with this my whole life. Um, Really, especially when I when I hit 2021 20, years old, that's usually when it manifests in young men. And um, you know, I've been in and out of the mental health system. I've been medicated. Um, I've seen psychologists. I've seen psychiatrists. Um, I've been 201. I believe is what the it really was a 302. Basically, involuntarily committed to a psych unit for 72 hours. Um, I've been through it all. And what I can tell you um, is the way that our society approaches mental health is, and I, you know, maybe this talk isn't for anybody, everybody, you know, you're sitting on the other end of this listening. You're like, I've never had these issues before. Um, really, this is for anybody that's dealing with anxiety, anybody that's dealing with depression, anybody that's, you know, uh, dealing maybe with bipolar like I have. Um, I think that, you know, this podcast, this particular episode goes out to pretty much anybody that has ever struggled or is currently struggling with mental health issues. So I've been through the system, and what I can tell you is that the current state of our mental health system is abysmal. It is the most 
it's sad how fundamentally flawed and utterly useless it is. I have such a, and you know, I've got to work through forgiveness in my heart. Um, you know, I don't ever play victim, but I can tell you that myself included, many people that have been in and out of the mental health system have been severely mistreated. Um, I have a lot of unresolved, I hate using the word trauma because it's just so flippantly thrown around now. Uh, people get traumatized over words, <laughs> you know, but uh, I have a lot of unresolved feelings um, to where I can't even go to a PCP anymore. I have such a deep distrust for medical professionals. Um, you know, my current, especially with COVID, watching this whole COVID bullshit go on, um, you know, I really believe that most doctors now, I truly honestly believe that most doctors now are professional pill salesmen, um, that there's very little um, actual study of medicine anymore, that doctors don't really want to make anybody better. Instead, they want to get them on a pill uh, that they can sell them and then get a cut from a pharmaceutical company. I really truly do believe that. And I've seen that many, many, many times. And I know that there's many people that agree with me. You know, I, uh, my advice to you is, is this, is two things. Number one, be very, very careful before you get on any medication. Again, I'm not a doctor, you know, but I think, you know, most doctors are a joke. Um, be very, very careful before you decide to get on a medication that's going to fundamentally change your brain chemistry. And number two, do not let your identity get caught up in your mental illness. So for the longest time, like this is why I think talk therapy sometimes is completely useless is that, you know, when I was in talk therapy, instead of saying, instead of the resolution being, hey, you are a human being, you're a wonderfully, fearfully made in God's, God's image, but you're also dealing with this struggle that is currently labeled as bipolar, currently labeled as depression, depressed, or currently labeled as anxiety. Your symptoms fit this, this diagnosis, but that diagnosis is not who you are. It's just a part of what you're dealing with as a person in your walk in life. Talk therapy was very much, you are bipolar. You are, you have anxiety. You have depression. And it starts to sound like you are depression. You are anxiety like that is who you are as a person and what happens is that i see this all the time especially on the internet people's whole identity gets wrapped up in i have depression i am depressed i have anxiety i am anxious i have bipolar i am bipolar like they they make it the fundamental cornerstone of their personality you know how dangerous that is? So like literally every lens, the lens that they see the world through, the paradigm through which they view the world is I am bipolar, so I do this, or I am depressed, so I do this, or I am anxious. So you, you guys have to understand that that's a very dangerous path to walk down when you start to use your so-called mental illness to really summarize your your personality you guys understand what i'm trying to say when when that mental illness becomes your identity you become a complete slave 
to that mental illness. When being bipolar becomes your identity, which it did for me, I became a slave to it. I started saying, I can't do this, I can't do that, I should be careful of this and this and that, and this is the reason I behave this way. This is the reason why I lash out. This is the reason why I don't go to work for three days. This is the reason why I drink. This is the reason why I abuse drugs is because I'm bipolar. And I, you start to use it as an excuse to justify, let's call it shitty behavior. Oh, Mike, you don't know what it's like to be depressed. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Oh, you don't know what it's like to deal with anxiety. Yes, I do. And I'm here to tell you right now that you're using and making excuses for yourself. Oh, wow. I know that there's going to be some people that are real upset to hear that. Well, you don't know what it's like. Some days you just can't get out of bed. Let me tell you something. I want to be very, very clear that typically most people, when, when you're depression, your anxiety, your mental health issues become part of your identity, you start to protect them. Ooh, listen to me. When those issues become a part of your identity, you start to protect them. In other words, I think that a lot of people like being sick. I think that a lot of people like to identify as having a mental health issue because I think that they can use it to justify weak-ass behavior. I used to be one of them. I know this is going to piss some people off, but good. That's my, you don't ever listen to me again because this offends you? Good. Well, I hope that someday you wake up. But I want to tell you right now the reason why you're still struggling and you're always going to, like, I know that I'm always going to struggle. I know that I'm always going to have different issues than somebody who's quote unquote neurotypical, right? But a lot of you aren't doing anything to even help yourselves. A lot of you are engaging in behavior that reinforces this paradigm that you are sick. What I'm telling you right now is that the best medicine is to get on your mind, body, and spirit. I'm going to sneeze. Maybe. <sighs> oh, God, here we go. Nope, it's gone. That was a tease. But the best medicine <laughs> is to get on your mind, body, and spirit. The best medicine is to take care of your spirit, number one, to have a relationship with God. Number one is to have a relationship with God because when you, when you have your identity in Christ and you realize that you are an heir of the kingdom of God, that you are a son of God or a daughter of God, you can't wrap your identity up in anything else, including mental illness. <laughs> and when you take care of your mind and your body and you do the right things for your body, you get enough sleep, you drink enough water, you work out, you diet properly, you exercise and you take care of your mind. I'm not saying that you're not going to have bad days. I still have bad days. I still have days where I'm silent because I'm absolutely riddled with anxiety. I still have days where I literally have to peel myself up off the bed. And I go and I look at myself and I'm keeping it real and raw. And I go and I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, what's the point? You look like shit. You, you know, I, anybody that's ever been depressed, you feel worthless. You look like shit. What's the point? Things could be going really well at work and it's like I'm failing. Things could be, you know, I could be making all kinds of leaps and bounds in my physical fitness and I still think I look like shit. It's just, it's crazy. It's like you look in the mirror sometimes and you're like, what's the point? You know, I shouldn't even be alive. If you ever dealt with depression, you know exactly what I'm talking about right now. But 
The thing is, is that when you peel yourself up off the bed and you force yourself to go drink some water and you force yourself to get in the car and you force yourself to play something positive, you force yourself to read some scripture, you force yourself to get into the gym, I notice that I might not win the battle every single day, but I win it the majority of the days. And the people that are losing the majority of their days aren't forcing themselves to do things that they know are good for them. I really want to challenge you today because the current rhetoric in society is that it's okay to be depressed. It's okay to be anxious. It's okay to lay in bed for weeks on it and accomplish nothing. It's okay to walk around afraid of your own shadow. It's not okay. It's not okay. That's not the life you were meant to live. Society wants to keep you sick. Society wants to keep you a victim. And I'm here to tell you today that you are meant for so much more. You are fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God and that no matter what's happened to you, no matter how terrible it might have been and no matter what you've been through, I'm here to tell you that you have a purpose. But you have to put in the work and you have to be willing. You know what? Well, well, other people don't have to deal with this good. You're just stronger than everybody else. Then good. You know, as corny as that saying is that I think it's been watered down, it's really true. God gives his toughest battles to his strongest soldiers. So soldier up. Go out there and do something good for yourself today. Go out there. Start, start, get, I'm telling you right now, the, the way, again, you... You're going to have bad days. You're going to have losses. You're going to have setbacks. But I'm telling you right now, the stronger your routines are and the more disciplined you are, the fewer and farther between those setbacks and losses will be. Please listen to me on this. So this will probably be part one. Uh, I have a meeting at 8 o'clock. But I really felt this on my heart to share it with you guys today. So hopefully you guys got something out of this. I love you. Bye-bye.